walk me through your view on the market right now as we continue to see this uh, bond market really surge. Tech's still out in front, but it kind of got a little shaky today as we did eventually go down in the NASDAQ when the Russell was lower by 2%. Uh, hey, Oliver, uh, thanks for having me. Very confusing market today, to be honest with you. You know, we have, you know, fears of inflation, yet the 10-year is rallying and, and you know, approaching 1.4%. Uh, we had fears of uh, rising interest rates potentially threatening the growth trade, and that seems to go have gone away. Um, you know, the market's still overall very, very expensive, um, 28 times for the S&P and, you know, north of 35 times for the NASDAQ, but that doesn't uh, necessarily seem to be getting in the way on the NASDAQ side. It is hurting the S&P a little bit today. So it's overall a pretty confusing uh, market. I, I was peeking at my picks a little bit just before I came on here. I gave you a bunch of real real, real uh, non-winners today in terms of some of the picks we gave. But, but we like some of the names that are cheaper relative to the overall market, particularly on a free cash flow yield basis. So I think I gave you Cisco, which is down a bit today. But you know, if you believe in you know Wi-Fi 6 and you believe in 5G, Cisco's one of the leaders there, they traded a discount uh, or a slight premium on a price to book basis versus the market, but a huge discount on a free cash flow yield basis. Um, you know, we st still like technology in general, but the, the, the higher quality, lower PE technology names are still names that screen into our portfolios. We like some of the streaming names like CBS, Viacom and, and Discovery Networks versus Netflix, for example. We like IBM, which you just mentioned in the previous thing. I wouldn't be too surprised if they didn't sneak into that big Pentagon contract as well, uh, but they're not going to go head to head with Amazon uh, and Microsoft um, on the cloud side and Google on the cloud side. They're sort of playing the hybrid uh, cloud role, and that's uh, sort of a new entry point for them. And so it's it's just it, it's overall a very confusing market given what's going on. We had a, you know a, a pretty decent week two weeks ago, and then not such a great week last week, and then everybody went, went away for Fourth of July. Woke up early this morning, looked at the futures, looked like it was going to be a benign day, you know, down five basis points. And then the market opened and, you know, the floodgates sort of opened as well to the downside. So mm. uh, very confusing for investors, I think. Uh, Sean, one of the uh, stock picks that you're talking about here was some of the uh, specific news related to the Amazon and the uh, Jedi story, IBM. I'm curious what you think about that as someone who uh, watches very closely how this uh, e-commerce world. I know you have uh, connections in the funds that track the data centers. We've got a couple of those REITs on here that you like exposures within the overall uh, theme of, of tech. But this one is, is seemingly a very regulatory centric story, uh, but it just had a really powerful move for Amazon. What do you make of that particular response to this? I mean, is this a huge story for Amazon? Is it a uh, justification to push this thing through four and a half percent below highs it was struggling for for months i mean amazon couldn't get through those records time and again it tried and today's the day yeah well i mean you know when you're talking about military contracts you, you know scale is important you know you you can't have small players in that business so obviously amazon's got scale um there you know as does microsoft um, and I know Amazon, you know, is looking at other, uh, as Nicole said, leading up to the site, other ways to generate revenue. And their cloud business is a very, very profitable business. Um, and they make a lot of money and it's growing um, maybe faster than their overall online retail business. So um, it's not surprising to see them sort of push their way up to the front. They've got a lot of muscle um, and they sort of do dominate the cloud. And so uh, as one of the, the two or three big players in the cloud business, I, I suspect that you'll see, you'll continue to see that. And over time, 
um, you know, the online, the online business uh, will start to see a little bit of a tapering of their growth. I still think online is going to continue, um, but I think their cloud services businesses will continue to grow mm. uh, much faster. And, you know, the, the way we play that is we don't own Amazon, but we own the big data center providers like Equinix, right. Cyrus, on digital realty and an ETF, the tickers SRVR. Um, but I also think, you know, the, the other side of the online play for Amazon is, and for everybody in that business is distribution and supply chains. And that's really what's causing some of the biggest disruption in this market is that there's not only a labor shortage, but there's a goods shortage because the supply chains are still fairly disconnected. And, you know, I take about an hour and a half ride down to the Jersey Shore on the weekends in the summer. And when you go over one of the bridges heading down there, what used to be just acres and acres and acres of farmland is now acres and acres and acres of developing distribution centers sitting sort of right outside of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And so those names that, that operate and build and, and, uh, and lease out uh, those types of facilities also are a great play in this new online economy that we're involved in. John, when you look at uh, the comparative kind of advantage of owning Amazon versus uh, Equinix, I think that's a really interesting trade. I mean, uh, you've been coming on the show for a while talking about uh, tech companies. I know you've liked Equinix for some time, but there was a time also where you really liked Fang. You liked big tech. This is the second time we've talked now in the last couple months where you're shying away from that, where uh, there is not that same, it seems, confidence that the big tech uh, is going to be as reliable as it once was. Well, we're still overweight tech, Oliver. Um, I'm not going to back away from tech in general, but I'm saying that, you know, if you have to buy, for example, Amazon versus their their data center provider, I'd rather buy the Equinix today. If you're talking about cloud services, you can buy Amazon, Google, and Microsoft, or you can buy IBM to get that hybrid play. If you're talking about streaming, you can buy Netflix, but Netflix is going to grow their revenue not uh, as quickly, perhaps, as a CBS Viacom or as a Discovery Network, and they have a content issue with, with Discovery Networks with their reality TV-based uh, approach to this as a very low-cost input into the, the, the streaming business. And, you know, with Netflix at 200 million-plus subscribers in North America, in order to get 10% growth, they either have to get 20 million new subscribers or raise their overall subscription prices, which I'm not sure they can do in this environment. Whereas a CBS Viacom, who owns a lot of content now with the Paramount deal, or a Discovery Networks, which, which has the ability to continue to grow their user base at a much faster rate. So we like... The, 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 the area or the sector tech or communication services, but we are sort of play a different name or two than what is typically your headline front and center, the names we talk about every day on TV kind of names. Okay.